When the Pharisees were some scribes who had some who had come from Jerusalem gathered around Jesus, they observed that some of his disciples ate their meals with unclean, that is, unwashed hands. For the Pharisees, and in fact all Jews, do not eat without carefully washing their hands, keeping the tradition of the elders, and on coming from the marketplace. They do not eat without purifying themselves. There are many other things that they have traditionally observed, the purification of cups and jugs and kettles and beds. So the Pharisees and scribes questioned him, why do your disciples not follow the tradition of the elders, but instead eat a meal with unclean hands? He responded, well did Isaiah prophesy about you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines human precepts. You disregard God's commandment, but cling to human tradition. He went on to say, How well you have set aside the commandment of God in order to uphold your tradition. Moses said, Honor your father and your mother. Whoever curses father or mother shall die. If you say, someone says to father or mother, any support you might have had for me is korban, meaning dedicated to God. You allow him to do nothing more for his father or mother. You nullify the word of God in favor of your tradition that you have handed on. And you do many such things. The Gospel of the Lord. We're reading from the very first book of the Bible, the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 1, where we have yesterday and today the six days of creation, then we have the seventh day in which God rested. There's so much in these uh, two readings, but I'll just glean two ideas that are very pertinent to morality and what's going on in our country. After abortion, the biggest menace in our society is the whole transgender ideology which is growing by leaps and bounds in the world and even in this country. So you heard a very short verse. God created them male and female. You heard it. Right? Were you listening? Okay, there you have it. And as a public speaker, having done, you know, courses on, many courses, if you're a public speaker, one of the most important elements is the reliability of your sources. 
So if I quote Joe Blow, who cares? But if I quote Aristotle or Plato or William Shakespeare or T.S. Eliot or Einstein or Walt Whitman, if you're an English major, these are all very reliable sources. But how about if I quote the Bible? So the Bible is the most reliable source. So where you're defending, you're defending marriage as between a man and a woman, Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, right? You have to rely upon the most reliable sources, which is the Bible, the Word of God. Amen? So you heard me. You heard me. There are many other sources, but the Bible is the most reliable source. The Bible is the most famous book in the world. The Bible, Jewish people have a Bible. Catholics have a Bible. Protestants have a Bible. Even Jehovah Witnesses, they have a Bible. So, rely upon the authority of that source, which is the Word of God. All right. But I'd like to, I'd like to uh, preach on some other element in that long, beautiful reading. What was the first command in the Bible? Were you paying attention? Okay. It went over your head, right? The first command in the Bible is increase and multiply and fill the earth. Right? What's the opposite of that? Two things. Abortion and contraception. So I'm going to give you a mini chorus now, short homily, relatively short, on why contraception is wrong. First is you heard what the Bible says. Increase and multiply. Increase and multiply. When I was a child many years ago, many years ago, the couple would get married and say, how beautiful it is to have a family. Today couples get married and say, how, how can we avoid children? <laughs> it's the exact opposite. I repeat, when I was a child, I was surrounded by Irish and Italian families. Everyone had at least 10 kids. 11 kids, 12 kids. That was, in Mexico, even more so. Philippines, a little bit less. But they had big families. In my family, my parents married in 1954. June 26th. March 27, 1955, my older brother was born nine months and one day. Amen? Yeah. I'm an Irish twin, so at the end of this month, it's going to be my birthday, at the end of this... That's the devil. <laughs> yeah. At the end of this month, it will be my birthday, and then I will be the same. I will be the same age. 
Devil's working overtime, huh? I'll be the same age as my older brother. I'm an Irish twin. And as a result of that, what happens? I'm a priest. I'm a priest. When you have couples that are open to life, then what happens? Often God gives them a child that's going to be a priest. Father Dave is one of 13. One girl and 12 boys. <laughs> and he and his brother, they're priests. So one of the reasons why you don't have priests in the world is the contraceptive mentality as well as abortion. You hear me? That's one of the reasons why there's a shortage of priests. That there is the contraceptive mentality as well as abortion. All right. Right now, I'm going to give you a brief summary of the most explosive encyclical in the history of the Catholic Church. Are you ready? I'm going to give you a, a summary of one of the numbers of the most explosive document in the history of the Church, which is, of course, Humana Vitae. Written by Pope Paul VI, July 1968. Read it. Read it. Read it. Okay? Download it. Read it. You can read it in one hour. It's short. He made a prophecy. And he said, if we allow for contraception, then these are the nefarious, noxious, poisonous effects. Number one is the denigration of the woman. Okay, denigration, that's a pretty technical theological word, right? But denigration means what? It means that the woman is not going to be respected. I'll put it in modern American lingo. The woman is going to be seen as an object. Look at that today. Look at Hollywood. Look at the way the woman dresses. This is the prophecy of Pope Paul VI. The denigration of the woman. The woman is not going to be seen as creating the image and likeness of God. To be someone to love, to be loved and to cherished. To be a spouse, to, to be a mother, to reflect the beauty of the Blessed Mother. But she will become a sexual object. Look at the world today. This is a prophecy in 1968. This is 56 years ago, this prophecy. Next he said... This will promote promiscuity. Because if you can use contraception, what is that? They call it safe sex. Okay? There's no such thing as safe sex, but sacred sex. Amen? <laughs> no safe sex, but sacred sex. What's going to happen is, if you can have, use these contraception, you can have sex with whomever you want, wherever you want, in whatever way you want to. That's what Pope Paul VI was saying. I'm spelling it out a little bit more clearly. Also, Paul VI says, if we allow for contraception, it's going to open up the door to abortion. You're going to think the opposite. But what happens is contraception fails, and what's the backup? Abortion? You know, the condom doesn't work. 
you don't take the pill at the right time, you get pregnant, and then what happens? You have recourse to abortion. And also, this is what Pope Paul VI said. Once contraception is allowed, it opens up the doorway for the, gover for the government to promote contraception on a worldwide scale. What does the United Nations do today? Hello? The United Nations promotes it far and wide. What did, what did Obama do? One of the first things, HHS. Remember that? Remember the HHS? Allow all the big companies in the world to promote contraception and abortion. This is Pope Paul VI in 1968, one of the greatest prophecies that have become true in the history of the Catholic Church. So my friends, read Humana Vitae. Read JP2, Theology of the Body. And let's pray that we would be able to live the virtue of chastity. We do not believe in birth control. We believe in self-control. Amen.